Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Okay, all right, now, what I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got it? Rid it, did to do, and welcome into More Important Issues. It is Sunday, December 20th. I'm still holding out hope that maybe it will be the decade of the Vols. Decade of Vols basketball? Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. Maybe so. Maybe he was calling. Maybe maybe he was calling his old uh, uh, peer Rick Barnes shot. You do what you got to do. Falls are going bowling. <laughs> Two years in a row, bowl eligible. Landon's got the bowl shirt out. Got it. Yep. I don't like that. I feel like I'm making fun of ours. Like I don't. Mm. It's tough, man. I mean, what else? Here, here, here's the only, I guess, kind of like redeeming quality about the bowl game, and it'll probably frustrate some people. But you have, and I know. You have the chance to go out and win another football game. Like you have a chance to go compete. To, I, I mean, it won't salvage the season, but will at least. I don't know. I think with the, what Vols have been through, though, the Vol fans have been through. I don't think it'll make fans feel better, even if you play well. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. I just, and I, I could be wrong, and I'm. Sure I, th- I think as a program standpoint, you have to play the bowl game if you get a bid. Yeah, well, but for the fans, like, how can you really be excited about playing West Virginia in a Liberty Bowl at three and seven? Right, and I would guess there's probably something in like SEC contracts and stuff. If you get that, I doubt with how much money the SEC can make off. I doubt SEC teams will be able to not accept that bowl bid. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, I don't think it's really so much of Tennessee's I think control. Greg Sankey's actually said <laughs> that like every yeah. team that that gets a bowl bid will okay. Yeah, except for the ones that have imposed self bans to get play, you know coaches out of FBI's trouble. What um, a great year to do that! That's what we should do. I thought you know when this investigation comes up, well, we'll you know, and there, there's still time to see if that'll have effects and and what that'll because no one really knows exactly what's going on. You just know that there's an internal investigation from the compliance office, from the general counsel, um, and maybe the NCAA involved. Um, so, but there's really. It, depending on when that started, sounds like from what Trey Wallace of Fox North, Fox Sports Knox said, that started in as early early December. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the ball's really not gotten rolling on that yet. Don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if Eric Gray and Brian Maurer were out for that reason. That is speculation. Um, and, and in Jeremy Pruitt's post-game press conference, he said that they've never said when people are out due to COVID. Is that true? Has it always been speculation? I thought we've under, I thought we've known when people were out due to contact tracing or COVID. Um, I th- he said after the fact that guys have been out due to COVID. Okay. Like he said, um, I think Monty Morris was out for a long time. Gotcha. Um, due to contact tracing and stuff like that. So he has brought it up after the fact, but I don't think he specifically said after a game he was out due to COVID. Okay. So 
I don't know what to believe. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's okay. Yeah. So we don't know if it's an Eric Gray, Brian Maurer issue. Um, we know there's at least one coach involved. That's been speculated to be Brian Niedemeyer. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it, but it's all connecting dots. You, you know, there's nothing super sound out there other than there's an investigation going on. That's really the only known thing as far as I've read. Have you read anything different? Have you heard anything different? No, I, I just think like it just feels like the writings on the wall that were it just looks it just seems like there's gonna be a coaching change. I mean it, Right. Do I know that for sure? No, I don't think anybody does at this point, but I, I think all signs are pointing to that's where it's headed. I mean, the game yesterday was terrible, but that wasn't even the, the storyline yesterday. The storyline right. was the the investigation. And I think with the that news of that hitting during the game, you've got um, the Vols just had a bad season. Uh, I mean, even National Signing Day, when you, you signed a pretty good class on Wednesday, um, people that are that care right now, the problem is, is fans are apathetic. So, like, National Signing Day didn't turn – it didn't change anyone's mind. It didn't turn any heads. It didn't – No, because you had those before the season. Right. So, like, it wasn't anything new. Um, so, yeah, I mean – but. It does feel like writing on the wall. Someone just said, what about former statement? That was uh, Volfan106. What about former statement? Yeah, I mean, former statement sounds like it's going to be Pruitt. But are we to believe former? I mean, or is that just coach speak? But but it is it former's decision? I mean, that that's part of it too. Like, you know, the boosters at Auburn, they make all the decisions. It's not the AD. So, I mean, here I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It, yeah, former has probably his say, but if they come above him and it's just like, hey, we're going to pay for this buyout, and yeah. it's, it's you or him, I mean, he's going to be like, okay, I'll go for him right now. Right. But, you know, I got to think, I got to think if if Pruitt's out because of the boosters, then Fulmer's out. Um, so, and if that's the case, you know, may, maybe so. And, and, um, ah, man, I don't, I don't know. I, here's my thing. And a lot of people are going to go, you know, do you fire Pruitt the day? You know, he, he's had a, um, a death in the family. He's at that funeral today. Do you fire him today? You probably fire him last night if that's the case. You Do but, you wait but, till Monday? But then, but then you have to wait because this, this whole investigation, that, that's, a, that's the key right now. It's like you might could get out of this buyout. And if you can, you know, you have to play that out. So, <sighs> but, but I'm with you. If you're going to make the change, go ahead and do it. But if they're trying to save that thirteen million or sixty, whatever it is, let's also be, let's also be pretty. Firing Pruitt right now is not like firing a guy who has a sixty-five thousand dollars salary a year, whose wife just lost his job last week. Like the man's probably gonna get twelve million dollars if he's fired. Oh yeah. So like a lot of people are acting like this. You know, they don't want to hurt his feelings today. Guys, his feelings ain't gonna be hurt that bad. He's a competitor. He's probably going to be like, you know, I didn't do my job. But you're not ruining someone's life. No. No, I agree. No, I just... And it sounds like former gave him the vote of confidence. Now, you may be right. There may be boosters. Um, But here's the thing. When boosters get involved, I think it's gotten probably... It's not good. No, it's not. Ever. Like, I don't know. I think that probably means you're in another at least three-year cycle of bad. Yeah, but I... I think it's gotten to the point where the fans have seen enough and now the boosters have seen enough. You saw reports that there are a bunch of in town. We'll see. Yeah, so I... Who know, I mean, yeah, who knows? It, I'm still kind of like where I'm... Like, I'm indifferent about it. If if they fire him, 
I would definitely understand because I think he probably deserves it any other year. Um, but if they like let him play out a year, I'm kind of interested to see what it looks like with a different quarterback. And, and here, so we've been talking about you know with this year, this year could be different for COVID, and then people point and and again, I'm just I'm asking, I'm not saying get Pruitt another year because of COVID because of the way the year's gone. I'm just asking, do you think Pruitt is in a different situation than Derek Mason, Gus Malzahn, and then Will Muschamp? Or do you consider them in the same? Because, like, those guys, they were, I would argue, all three were on the hot seat before this year started. Pruitt, while fans don't think he deserved the extension, was far from being on the hot seat. Yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's definitely different. But we've seen a different side of Pruitt this year than any than oh, the past years. I mean, th- he's been a completely different coach. His press conference have been a lot different with the excuses and stuff like that. I just feel like he never wanted to play this season. You know, he wasn't given the full time he thought he needed to to get prepared for this season. And when it started, it just seemed like he was uninterested and it probably would not looking forward. To probably would have worked out better in his favor had this year not played out. Absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. That was the worst thing that tennis that Tennessee football could have had happen to him was we played the season out. Yeah, yeah. Um. Someone just Caleb Horner just said the last three games show you what it will be like with a new QB. I think, I think if Pruitt the record is the same. Now the, the here's the thing. Here's what really upsets me personally. The losses suck. The losses really suck. Mm-hmm. But if they're not by double digits and they're with a younger QB, I think you can ride off a, at least part of the year to inexperience. Absolutely. Um, you know, to guys learning. But you're talking about a fifth-year guy. You're talking about double-digit losses to all seven opponents that you lost to. It's unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable. And someone uh, someone said I would put Pruitt and Malzahn in the same bunching. Um, I mean, Gus has just been. It seems like the last three years, Gus is that Mark they've been Rick. talking about him potentially being fired. He's Mark Rick, and the only thing, the only reason why he's stuck around at Auburn is because he ends up beating Alabama. Yeah. When when they're about to fire him, he beats Alabama. So. Yep, I mean, that's true. Yeah, this year you you get beat by twenty four. Um, someone else just said fire him. I, I'm all about. I believe what Pruitt said this year about Jimmy Brumball personally. Mm-hmm. If it ain't working, cut ties. Yeah, because and another thing too is I think if right now I think if right now there was a coaching change, I think the roster would be in a lot better position than it was when Pruitt took over in late twenty seventeen, and then going into two thousand eighteen. I don't know if that roster would be in the same would be better at the end of next year. If cuz I I'm, right now I'm assuming I think a lot of people want him to do better. I want him to do better. But if he's here around next year, I have no reason to believe that it's going to get better. At best, I believe it stays the same. And when it stays the same, when it's this bad, it gets worse. I agree. I, I totally I have that written down. I think from a roster standpoint, this this team is far better than when he took over. Mhm. Anything other than that, I, I I can't. I don't have any real proof that he's really improved any, right? Other than the, the roster, and and then it looks like you cheated to get those people. So that <laughs> right. makes you look terrible. Yeah, and someone, uh, Bill Peak, just said, "Can't use COVID as an excuse when you lose to a first year coach at Arkansas." No, no, no. I'm not saying COVID is the excuse. I'm just saying, does the COVID year mean something different to guys? Who aren't weren't already weren't already on the hot seat coming in. That that's all I'm asking. Yeah. Does it mean something else for that? And I agree. Pruitt probably bypassed his hot seat year by 
going three and seven, double digit losses. And you're right. When he's had to talk to the media, it's not been the same Pruitt. And, and I'm not saying I hate the media. I hate the media after games, that crap, just because I've never seen a coach win a job in the press conference. No. If any, like, there's never, there's, you've never even, you've never left a game after a loss and gone, I'm happy we have this guy. So it's just dumb to even, I don't know. Obviously, you want coaches to answer for some of the mistakes they made, but they they never do. So, what's the point of them? Right. What's the point of them? Yeah, I. It's annoying. It. I mean, the the mistakes are there. It's it's evident. It's obvious. Yeah. The mistake. The Tyson Helton terrible mistake. Jimmy <laughs> Brumball obviously was a bad mistake because, I mean, he gave him a two year deal and then in the middle of se- uh, what the fourth game. Yeah. Just fired. So. I mean, that was a mistake. Yeah. The the QB situation, mistake. And you, I think you mentioned it. When, when it came out that the assistant coaches were not taking the pay cut, that was going to be a highlight yeah, of, of Pruitt's down. It just felt like it started right then. Like, this is – you're on your way out right now. Mm-hmm. The uh, – you know, and there, there's stuff like that for every coach. I think the um, – the at the same time for Butch Jones, the Jalen Hurd situation and the title non starting up was the writing on the wall. That happened, you're like, it's done. That was the end of his run right there. Yeah. Um, and then Vanderbilt loss should have been the final axe. It unfortunately wasn't, um, but it should have been the final axe. And then for Jeremy Pruitt too, he the seniors last year's team helped him get off that hot seat talk because it was definitely on after Georgia State and BYU. We said it in January, February of last year. You forgive Pruitt for that because the way you bounce back, but you never forget. Like you, you, you were told that, mm-hmm. so you don't forget it. You gotta, you gotta remember those losses now. When you're going, all right, let's look at the good. You can't just look at the good he's done. You also got to look at what else has happened. And then the Georgia State and BYU lost, unacceptable. We don't forget them. They're a part of this. Why are we thinking about getting rid of you? You don't just get to forget those losses because of a six-game win streak to finish out the year. If you went on the six game win streak to finish out, you go five and five this year, six and four. Sure, those losses aren't even, they're fine. We're good. But the fact that you went three and seven, those Georgia State and BYU losses are absolutely ammunition yeah. to use because you didn't completely bounce back from them, apparently. You lost Kentucky by 20, whatever it was. At home. At home. You lost a first year coach in Arkansas with. And I'm not saying Arkansas is one of the worst teams to play in the SEC this year, but the last two years, one of the worst teams to compete in the SEC. Yeah. You went, That's you, a team who, who did not know how to win in the SEC, yeah. and you let them win. Your third win this year was a scrimmage against Vanderbilt. Yeah. It, it was mm. – I just, I just go back to, to Pruitt's opening press conference when he got the job. He said, I'm going to be judged on Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And we haven't gotten any closer to those teams. No. None whatsoever. I mean, maybe maybe in recruiting, but they've had better recruiting classes than we have, or the same. Maybe the same. Maybe Florida's had kind of similar. Yeah, but they've had better quarterback play, and they're beating us by double digits every year. And so you haven't really. The gap is still there. The gap is still there, and recruiting will never tell the full story hmm. ever. The full story is in the wins and the losses, especially this year. When, it's a when, tiny chapter, especially this year, like. Yeah, we had a top, we had a number two class at one point. Yeah. Like, the evaluations weren't there. Kids weren't able to go to camps. You know, so I I wouldn't look at recruiting a lot this year. Yeah. 
And, and prove with recruit that that was his thing. He's a great recruiter. He's going to hire good recruiters. Niedermeyer, it looks like. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> he, he, he gave and he took. Um, yeah. But I think he gave more, honestly, to the player. To yeah, the- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, just handouts. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. That was a bad joke because we don't know anything to be true or false yet. Sorry, I apologize. But, I mean, your top, <laughs> your top recruits that Pruitt's brought in, Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright. Wanya Morris is an extra tight end right now wearing number yeah, 23. It, Darnell Wright looks no better than he got when, when he got on campus. The roster seems to be mismanaged, so it doesn't yeah. matter about the talent you get in. Right. So, I mean – who who else do we know who mismanaged the roster? Correct. So correct. Um, someone mentioned I don't know about the BYU last. Sorry, I don't know whose name that was that pulled it across because BYU still looked to be good. But Tennessee had Tennessee lost that game. They had it won. They lost it. And even after the blown coverage, whatever you can blame it on one guy, whatever, you still had a chance to win in overtime and couldn't do it. So you lost that game. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I think you should have. I think it should have been one period in the story. You can argue BYU is a good football team, but it's like Florida in 2017, they were probably better than that Tennessee team. But you lost because you couldn't defend a 65-yard Hail Mary pass. It's inexcusable. So, And you're a DB guru, and our DBs haven't gotten any better. I mean, they're terrible on third down. Absolutely terrible. And you haven't recruited a great DB Alante Taylor was an athlete. He played quarterback in high school. Bryce Thompson, I think he was an athlete. He played kick returner and wide receiver. So you can't tell me that you, you haven't re- recruited, you haven't gotten a great DB since you've been here. And you and Derek Ansley are supposedly DB whispers. And the the linebacking, the linebacker issue too, and I understand a lot of its depth, but your, start, your starters aren't great outside of one guy right now. And Crouch has played better the last couple games. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. But other than that, but it's games. It's games where people are running the football. If they're passing, he's yeah, he's lost. That's true. That's fair. Oh man, it it's tough. All right, we know how we feel about Pruitt. We're gonna. I mean, we'll we'll still stay into it. But let's let's really get the show started. We're talking uh, football <laughs> loss to A and M. Um, they will be going to a bowl game. We'll talk about that. Going to the Liberty Bowl. I'm sure Tennessee fans will still still fill it up a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about the Pruitt situation farther. And then we'll be happy. We'll be happy for a little while. We're going to talk some basketball. Don't worry. We, yeah, we will absolutely. be we'll be in a good mood. Hope you guys stay around for that. Uh, college football recap. Fan questions. If you got them, drop them in. We'd love to chat. Chris, thank you for all your questions. We always appreciate it. I see someone. Player development is at Butch Jones level. It's hard to disagree right now. It is. Because you're not yeah. winning games. Yeah. So it's hard to disagree right now. I agree. You, you're, winning, you're not winning games. And then, of course, we got our most important end fail of the week. Guys, go check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs. Tennessee Tap House and Blue Water Climate Control. It's getting cold, so go uh, check out Blue Water Climate Control for all your HVAC needs. Like Caleb said, drop your questions in the chat. I'm on Facebook. He's on Twitter and YouTube. Let's get it going. Also, tell us where you're listening from. Big geography, big geography guys. Big, big geography guys. Someone said if if Trey Wallace ran with that story in Alabama, he'd be dead in a ditch somewhere. I'm not saying Saban's got his own mafia, but I'm also not saying Saban <laughs> has his own mafia. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know what? Let's talk about that because I don't know if this is a hot take. Well, okay, I think the guy who said it is coming from a place of jealousy. So I think it's wrong in how it was delivered because I agree. That when someone drops that info, if it was if it was an inside person that dropped any info, that's a leak. Like that that is the definition of a leak. You're right. 
And I agree that if someone's willing to drop that info, it probably means their belief in what's happening in the program, they have little belief in it. So I agree with that part, but I also disagree with where it came from. I think it came from a place of jealousy. Trey Wallace seems like he covered his bases, and he should have ran with the story if he did. Absolutely, yeah. I have no problem with him running with the story. Great job by him. Was the timing odd? Sure. But if that's when he got the quote from UT, if he gave them ample amount of time, and that's when they responded with the quote, run with it. Mm -hmm. That's on them. Um, So I have no problem. I like Trey. I think he does a good job. Um, The guy that said it, I think he does a great job of covering UT UT sports. I think he has bad opinions. Wait, who's that? The person who said the about how there was a it was a toxic environment. Oh UT. yeah, and he's probably right. It probably is a toxic environment because you're losing. Yeah, it, people don't want to be a part of losing. Right. Yeah. What, what program is, is peppy and you know wants to go to work every day when you're three and seven? Not not no. a single team ever. Nope. 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 So Tennessee loses to A and M. Someone said, uh, Voldemort asked, Darren, Dan Harrelson quote from Phil convince you Pru is coming back. Yep. Unless something changes with the investigation. And I kind of said that at the end of the year outside of a scandal. I don't think Pru gets fired. That was before we went three and seven. <laughs> but I, I have been saying that all year um, outside of a scandal. I really do think. But maybe, is that investigation? That counts as a scandal. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, no, yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where where this is, but it just seems like you have you have media members fighting with other media members you have um I feel like it's always happened in Knoxville yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have Alan saying oh, oh, we brought we we were right all along and stuff it just feels like the coaching search is, is bound out <laughs> it's so, heating up baby yeah, yeah so it's heating up uh, we got a question here what has improved under Pruitt I think Again, it could change if you hang on to him for too long. I think the roster is at a better spot than it was in 2017 in terms of the talent you have in here. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of younger talent. Right. I don't know if – I mean, is that it? Is that all you're willing Henry, to say? Toto, like the, those – Jalen Hyatt, you know, those those guys the quarterback are room. studs. Yeah. The quarterback room will be strong next year. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, were they great yesterday? No, but – I didn't throw a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I, you, you I, get into I the, agree, Bill Peak. I, I agree. I'm, I agree. I think the, the place he came from was jealousy, but I think in a way he was right. Um, but I, at the same time, when you come from that place, you're probably always going to be wrong. So, um, Vol Twitter is having a meltdown. I imagine it is popping off right now with because of Philip former statements. Because um, I think, yeah, I, I think right now it sounds like Tennessee is is not going to look another direction. Um, and I, I'll say, I mean, I don't think that's the right decision. I don't think it is, regardless of uh, investigation scandal or not. I think it is time to move on from Jeremy Pruitt. I like Jeremy Pruitt. Um, I think he's going to be a good defensive coordinator wherever he ends up after this. Probably, unfortunately, in the West. Um, it, it just looked – from this third year, it looked like being a head coach was too much for him. Yeah, from a football standpoint, I just don't think he's getting the job done, and it's time to it's time to part ways. Yep. That's it. And, and you know what? It is based on wins and losses. That's what you get graded on. So, I'm sorry. It sucks. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Not good. So When you're getting compared to, to Butch Jones on, on ESPN, there's a graphic of it, <laughs> and your stats are worse than his, yeah, it's time to... So, uh, Strikerball said, well, the scandal is to show cause to fire Pruitt and not have to pay that buyout he has. That could be the case, but with Phil Fulmer's... And I haven't seen the full quote. I saw the Dan Harrelson... 
snippet before we started the show. Um, but from that quote, I'm assuming right now it means he'll be back. And again, that is assuming nothing blows up. If and it blows I, up, it blows and up. I think Fulmer's at a, at a weird position because if, if he does fire him, he admits that he made a bad hire. See, but here's the thing about that. I think as an AD, you get the opportunity to hire and fire. I think if you fire at the right time, mm-hmm. I don't think it's I don't think it's admitting you necessarily are like wrong. It's just saying we didn't get it right. Like we we're not there yet. So I I, I went with a guy I believed in. We we trusted what he what he brought to the table when we interviewed him. Um, he got us going in the right direction. We just don't think this program's in a place to take the next step. We're gonna part ways and find the next guy. Like I think you can do that and. It, Obviously, you're you're wrong. I mean, he was wrong about the guy. Right. But I think if he fires him at the right time, and he makes the next the next hire, he makes it a good hire. Then it doesn't it doesn't matter because you you got rid of him at the right time before it all went to shit, and then you went and made the next hire. So yes, you could go well. He was wrong about him, but it's always but but the next hire has to hit. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it it just has to get better. I think like you can't go back. You can't go deep into despair. Correct. Yeah. You you can't. Be stagnant. You, right. You, you have, yeah, something has to something, get Something has to get better. And again, it's I think it's if you get rid of him at the right time. We're good. Like, we're good. We just got it. There's got to be progress there. It can't It can't go the other way. And, of course, it's always going to be is it right and wrong because that's just the way the business is. But I think if you make the – if you get rid of him at the right time, you give yourself a chance to get better, it, it needs – yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, if the if the if the next hire needs to come from the powers that be above Fulmer, then you gotta get rid of Fulmer. If Fulmer can't get the job done, you gotta get rid of him. I love Coach Fulmer. I think he's done a lot of great things for the University of Tennessee. I think he continues to give his all for Tennessee. Um, is Phil Fulmer living in the '90s? Yeah, it seems like he might be old school. Um, maybe you know the old school thing is to ride with your guy. You know, we're going, and that's the old school thing. Um, and I think there is, uh, you know, a little there's something to be said for stability. But if that stability is not good stability, or if it's not, you know, if it's not meeting the standard, yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to move on. He he want. I mean, I'm, I'm everybody talk. I mean, you want it with your, you want it with your quarterback. You want Pruitt to look at that quarterback and go, "I believe in you. We're going to ride with you." You want your AD to look at your head coach and go, "We believe in you. We're going to ride with you." But at the same time, when it's not working, it's not working. Yeah, and, and you also can't do it, Jeremy Pruitt. Right, you can't year. hang on too long. Yeah, and, and just. Keep on, keep on, keep on until people are just done. Yeah. Can't do that. Can't do that. No. Um, yeah. Oof. I just want to win. There's no like Tennessee fans deserve a lot better than what they're given. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, I yesterday was a sad side in Neyland in terms of fan fans. There were not twenty five thousand people there. No. For a you brought in a college football playoff contender who should be in the college football playoff. I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah. Typically, no matter the season that's hap- that's having that, you're you're gonna show up with ninety thousand, hundred thousand people there. People are done. And you didn't even, you couldn't even put twenty five thousand in the same and I know it's a twenty five thousand limit. So you but I mean you think a normal year, if you go, hey, we can only let twenty five thousand in, they're they're gonna they're gonna put twenty five thousand there. And it wasn't even close. Yeah, and it, it doesn't look good because that's after a win too. That's true. That's true. It's after when you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe we could upset this team. It, even like some years, like oh, Alabama's coming to town. You still put, but, but you have that, stand, man. You have that thing. We could win today. Yeah. But yesterday there, there's not Tennessee. Of that. Yeah, Tennessee fans didn't think they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to win. I picked them not to. I win. tried so hard to talk my way into it. 
<laughs> I tried. I couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it. Nope, nope. Let's talk about that game a little bit. Someone mentioned it. I think it was Chris again. He said something that was annoying. I didn't watch press conference. I don't watch press conferences anymore. I get so annoyed. He said Pruitt mentioned uh, that we took away the run game. Yeah, I, that's effing stupid. You took away the run game because they obliterated you in the pass game. They didn't have to run it. And they still ran it with Isaiah Spiller 26 times and he ran for 90 yards. Did yeah. you really take away their run game? Yeah, they rushed for their 216 other, yards. Yeah. I didn't see the quote, so I, I don't know what it said. But And then also, you got... Um, Somebody asked what former said. I'm going to get But Yeah, Landon, pull up that. And then, uh, do you remember, I think it was Butch Jones last year, the the football account tweeted out best pass defense in the SEC or whatever. It wasn't the best, but like second best. I don't know, ranked high. Because mm-hmm. every team ran for 400 yards on yeah, us. Yeah, they didn't have to throw. They never threw the ball. They were trying to get out of there and home in time for dinner. So this is the quote from uh, Dan, Dan Harrelson said that Phil former quoted this about the Vols playing in the Liberty Bowl. He says, it's a tremendous development opportunity for our team and should serve as a primer to spring practice for Coach Pruitt and our returners. I mean, I can, you can't argue that more more practice is better than less practice or no practice. But I mean, like as, as an AD, this is kind of where I'm at with that. As an AD... Jeremy Pruitt's still the coach here right now, so can you really like say anything else? The the thing about the spring practice comment makes me think that is like we're riding with this guy without saying we're riding with this guy. I mean, I mean, Jeremy Pruitt expects to be back. At least that's what he said in his press conference. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna is that what he said? Yeah, he's, I he thought it was something like ab- I think so. <laughs> he used absolutely. I mean, maybe he just said that, but yeah. Chris said the running comment was from the Florida game. Not much better. No, not much better. Florida didn't want to run the ball. That's why they didn't run the ball. They, they weren't scared of our run defense. They just didn't want to. Oh, man. Yeah, let's talk about this game. So, it looked like the same story, different day for, for Tennessee. Just terrible on third down on both sides of the ball. Um, Texas A&M was 10 for 14, and we were 1 for 6. Yeah, the offense is frustrating, man. It looks so creative and so good in little pockets, and then so bad in others. Well, that first drive that was scripted out looked incredible. And then after that, it was just bleh. Yeah, I don't. And what about us deciding to throw to the tight ends now? I mean, what what's that all about? We lose a tight end commit, we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's start throwing some tight ends. I don't know, but I love it. I love it. We need to be using it more often. Good Lord, man. Yesterday was just, it was boring. It was boring. I mean, unless you're an A&M fan, I guess. But, I mean, even for A&M fans, they were probably uh, a little hurt that they weren't putting on much of a show for the playoff committee. Yeah, they were just wanting to, to they are hoping Ohio State was going to lose. No, oh, for sure. They almost did. It, yeah. Regardless, they shouldn't have gotten in. But, I mean, A&M just broke Tennessee's will at every turn. They possessed the ball for 44 minutes. That's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't score any points if you don't have the ball. Unheard of. 28 first downs. The definition of efficient. Yeah. And and, and third downs were or it wasn't like they're long third downs. It was third and two, third and three. I mean, it was very manageable third downs. And then when we did get a stop, we have it's third and fourteen. They throw an incomplete pass, but guess what? We have a senior defensive lineman hit the quarterback in the face mask. So even when you do make a stop, you can't get out of your own way. Yep. It was... Mm. 
Zero sacks, two tackles for loss. On de- our, our de- That's what's so frustrating to me is, like, our defense should be stout. With Pruitt's record as a defensive coordinator, you would think that defense, that defense would be much improved from last year to this year. And it just it looks a lot worse. I know you lost yeah. a lot, but still. You don't expect that. I mean, 10 for 14 on third down, how does that even happen? That's... You're just, like, giving it to them at that point. You're not making plays when it matters. No. And then at that, you know, if you're not making plays when it matters, what's the point of even making plays at all? Yep. <laughs> they, they fumble the football, can't get on it. I'm, I mentioned that third and 14. Uh, so they get a first down. They go down and score yeah. at that point. And, and then after that, it was kind of over. Yeah. Harrison Bailey fumbles. I thought the his arms going forward. I have no clue what's a fumble and what's not with a quarterback anymore. That, and you mentioned it, and, you know, I didn't see it live. Until you showed me the replay, should have been targeting. Yeah, it's, it's atrocious. It's incredible. So I mean, but I mean that wouldn't have affected the game for Tennessee, but it's frustrating. Yeah, Tennessee ran the ball poorly yesterday. I've seen a bunch of comments about this. Chris said seventeen for 40, 44 yards. Tennessee, I don't think they even ran for forty four yards. Uh, yeah, I think minus sack yardage, um, they probably did run for forty four. But you didn't have Eric Gray, and then you gave the ball to your number one back seven times. And if if he isn't, you know, he didn't have a seven carry, seven carries for thirty one yards. Not great, but it's still that's what, not four, terrible. Four, yeah, four yards a carry. Yeah, that's not terrible. And then Jabari Small and D Beck with get one carry. Yeah, piece. no, it, the offense was not outside of again the first drive and and probably even that um, the drive that the other touchdown drive, the two touchdown drives obviously you called well. Yeah, I mean, but that was just a, a bomb by Shroud. It was forty-four yards. Yeah. I mean, it, but you gave your you gave your quarterback a chance to make a play, which rarely happens. I just don't like your your playmakers are Josh Palmer, um, Velas Jones, Jalen Hyatt. Um, obviously, Eric Gray he didn't play yesterday. I'm sure that had an effect on the on the yeah. play calling and stuff like that. But Jalen Hyatt had one catch. Velas Jones had one rush, zero catches. And your leading receiver was a guy who really hasn't caught the ball all year in Cedric Tillman. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know why we refuse to throw the ball downfield to them. It's I amazing. will say Harrison Bailey's fumble, the fumble that got called, um, he should have pulled the trigger earlier. Yeah, the the guy was – I don't remember who it was now. It was a little dig route. Um, I don't remember who it was. He, he hesitated. I think it was and and Jones, yeah. he, if he had thrown it out of the break, it would have been a completed first down. Um, instead, he pump. gives that little pump fake thinking – Either the the safety was going to break on it, or he wasn't going to be there out of the break and had to wait. It, it was it shouldn't it should have happened. So credit it should have been an incomplete pass, but it also should have come out quicker. And, and you're talking first down. Yeah. So um, that that's not good. And and dude, it, tell me this: why is our why are our um, DBs safeties so good in run support and so bad in pass coverage? I, I have zero answer for that. I have no clue. But it's it's bad. I'll never get it. I'll never get it. Whatever. I, I don't know. And then Bryce Thompson didn't really play a ton. No. And Warren mo- Burrell got when he was in, he was he was at the nickel and yeah. I didn't. I think he struggled keeping inside leverage when he's played nickel this year. I, like everybody has. So it's not just him. But I mean, part of that is like you get zero pass rush. Right. Um, I mean, their offensive line just dominated our defensive front. Absolutely dominated. No, but I mean, yeah, no, it was. But I mean, we don't help ourselves out in any facet of the game. Well, a lot of our in our pass rush, man, we got guys 
every time trying to go outside shoulder on the like that's a gift to an offensive lineman, especially when he's you're no quicker than him. If yeah. you're going to his outside shoulder every time, that's easy for him. Every time. It's so fr- it was so frustrating to watch. And especially with our defensive tackles, like they just kind of stand up and wait for somebody to come bomb to, to so they're good in run support. Yeah. Because they can get off a block and just stand in the hole. But a pass rush, it's non-existent. So you're not helping those pass rushers either because they're able to just sit in the pocket all day long. For sure. You're right, Gunny. It's Jimmy's and Joe's. It is 100% the Jimmy's and Joe's. And we ain't got the Jimmy's or the Joe's apparently. But, I do again, I think this roster is in a better spot than 2017. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's there's way too much talent on this roster to go three and seven with losses to Kentucky, Arkansas, and uh, even Auburn, Auburn wasn't good either. No. Save us Haslam. I, I mean, I just don't think Haslam can get it done. I'm sorry, Vol for life. I don't. I mean, didn't. I mean, but do unless you, do you everything think that anybody gets it done. Do you have a, do you have faith? Because no. I, I really don't. At this no, point. At this I, point. I don't. I don't think anybody can. Besides, like, Urban Meyer, I don't think anybody that they hire can just come in here and win. Yeah. Gunny AK said Barnett made a living outside shoulder. But you know what Barnett was? Faster. Three times faster than every single offensive lineman. In a freaking stud. But he he was faster. We've got guys that are not quick that only go outside shoulder. When you're not quick, you got to find other ways to get around them. You cannot just go outside shoulder every time. Yep. Especially when you can't keep up with the quarterback either. I mean, it's not you don't have a chance. And his bend and, and yeah, his bend was nasty. Yeah, you couldn't touch him. Mm-hmm. But I agree, he made a living on the outside shoulder. But he had the skill set to do that. That he could. So it's different. I agree, he did. But you don't have a single guy like that. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Darrell Taylor, who wasn't very fast. He he was not getting around there, going outside shoulder every time. He couldn't. No. Yeah, it's uh. Mm. No, I don't believe anybody can get it done. You don't watch six? Was that sixty minutes? You don't watch sixty <laughs> no, minutes? No, I, I was. I don't know what that was. I was just like, yeah, I'm tired. I don't know what this. Tyler is. stared at that guy. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't have faith. But and, like, like who, who's out there that I'm just like, yeah, that's a home run hire. Because like with the allegations going on, do you, you can't hire Hugh Freeze, right? I don't hate the hire. I'll say that right now. If he comes in here. Like, I don't hate it. You can hire any effing body. I'm, if they I'm win, I'm not convinced happy. that somebody's going to come in here and win. Like, I don't think no. anybody's a for sure thing. It seems like there's a lot of people involved at the University of Tennessee that would rather be right than win. And yeah. you ain't going to win if you're worried about being right. Exactly. For now, the roster's better. This is what Low Grady said. For now, the roster's better. Let's see what happens after these investigations. Absolutely. I think that's why you got to pull the trigger earlier than later. I think the, you know... I mean, good God. The three names that have been mentioned, Amarius Mims is one of them. He signed with Georgia, so that didn't work. Eric Gray is our best player. But Brian Maurer, if we're, are we getting in trouble what? for, for QB giving three? benefits to Brian QB Maurer? I don't know what you can call him, yeah. I mean, what a crap show. Well, someone, you know, okay, someone uh, someone said, how can they, well, and I want to get into that, how can the administration sell Pruitt to the fans for another year? My my family has been buying season tickets since 1964, I think. Mm-hmm. I've already said I will probably not be buying season tickets this year if if, if things remain the same. Yeah. I hope I hope 
selfishly, maybe one of my brothers does so that we keep our tickets because I'd like to keep sitting uh, where we sit. But Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just don't think uh, – I'll say this. Most of my Saturdays, Tennessee football didn't ruin them because I was able to separate myself from them. I wasn't there all day, sun up to sundown. So I was able to separate myself from it a little bit. Yeah, the passion wasn't as it wasn't as hard felt. So, um, I would love to give my all every weekend for Tennessee. We'll spend a lot more time at the tailgates when we're in exactly we're in the stadium. I, I I'll get the I'll I'll be sitting at the TV if if I need to at the tailgate. But I, I'm I'm so apathetic. I'm so apathetic. Yesterday I, I was mad. I, yeah, I was mad about the loss, but game was over. I just done on. Yep. That's it. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, just turn it on another game. Out of sight, out of mind. No problem. Um, I did win some money yesterday. Good for you. Because Tennessee, yeah, <laughs> good for you. I'm making a killing off off the Tennessee basketball covering and the Vols not covering. Yeah. Making yeah. a killing. Absolutely. Um, okay, so let's get into the investigation because coaching search time. I know it's talk. Every, everyone's already started the coaching search. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is started. Coach hadn't even fired yet. So this yeah. is going to – if it does happen, this is going to be one for the ages. Oh, yeah, the – the planes, everything. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I cannot wait if it happens. It, Everybody's going to see everybody in Gatlinburg uh, <laughs> or at Dollywood or something like that. It's going to be great. I, I'm surprised we didn't see uh, any just random old former current head coaches in town. Every freaking country music star was in town last exactly, night. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Where were they at? Dude, Kenny Chesney gets shorter and shorter every time I see a picture of him. <laughs> he didn't wear his, his, uh, his insert yesterday. Oh, yeah. Where were they at? I think they're at Saloon 18. It, 16. It didn't 16. look like it. Why not say 18? 16. Sorry. Probably Indianapolis. Yeah, it's under, it was an understandable sorry, mistake. Sorry. Um, it didn't look like it, though. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. It just it didn't look like enough orange. But I didn't recognize the restaurant, so I don't know. Oh, well, it, you know, it was cool to see all those the, people. And Peyton, are they considered donors? <laughs> I'm, I'm Kenny. There's no way Kenny gives to any program. How many hats he owns? <laughs> yeah, he, he would have to give to every program. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that happens. Um, yeah, so I'm surprised we didn't hear any rumors flying about that. But going back to you mentioned, um, you know, investigation into, and, and apparently that quote, I can't remember, I think it was from the WATE sports guy that there was some SEC coach that said, everybody knows they're cheating. They don't hide it. We're talking about SEC football. Everybody knows everybody cheats. That's your quote. That's your breaking news quote. It wasn't break. It wasn't like a breaking news, but it was like, you know, getting a quote from this guy. And it was like along the lines of everybody knew how Tennessee cheated. They did it without hiding, like something along those lines, like, Everyone knew how they were doing it, what they were doing. It wasn't a secret. Everybody knows that everybody cheats. We did a great job of hiding it because, I mean, Hugh Freeze, everybody knew. I mean, when Ole Miss gets a number one recruiting class, you're like, okay, something's going on there. <laughs> we were hanging back at like yeah, number, we were like number 15. <laughs> yeah, we, we did it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, that's just dumb because everybody – Knows Alabama cheats. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Tennessee cheats. Everybody knows Georgia cheats. Ev- like it just means more, man. It does. <laughs> it's you think that crap that happened. You know those hundred dollar handshakes. You think those changed? No. Well, they did. But now there's more money involved. You think people got jobs? You think people gave you know parents jobs, and then all of a sudden, thirty years later, they just stopped? No, God. I mean. How many years ago was the LSU thing? You think LSU was the only team doing it? They didn't win anything significant. Yeah, and you don't even <laughs> get fired for it. Will Wade's yeah, still there. True. It, it's and just Devontae Smart or Javante Smart's yeah. there. It, it's not 
you know, could Tennessee get the, you know, get in a lot of trouble for it? Were they being dumb about it? Maybe. But LS or Louisville was throwing freaking parties with strippers in dorm rooms. Whoa. Exotic dancers. Thank you. <laughs> I think they moonlighted or, as hookers. Or, or as uh, Bill Self put it, acrobatic dancers. Yeah, exactly. I it's it's insane. It is it I get it. It could be bad. But the thing is, the the tweet or the dude that apparently the anonymous SEC coach that said that, it's effing stupid. Yeah. It's effing stupid. I I heard this today. I heard um, somebody told me this, that Pruitt put together a staff full of recruiters and not developers. And that's, that's what it may seem to be. And that, that's that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you're getting all these five stars, but your five stars aren't playing like five stars. Right. I mean, yeah, so, some of Henry Toto panned out. Crouch, I guess, to be determined. But, but your two biggest ones, Wanya Morris and Darnell Wright, absolutely do not. And I'd say, like, oh, five stars. I was going to say, I'd say Eric Gray's. Yeah, he, he was, he's he was a high four star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, and and then one of your biggest ones never had an impact whatsoever, J.J. Peterson. Right. So, right. yeah, it looks like the, the recruiters and not developers, and that's – that's just something I don't think Tennessee wants to get back in because, like you said earlier, it's it's a lot. It's in a lot better position now. Can't get worse though. But yeah, if if, if you wait around another year, it could get very yeah. Very bad. And not we don't want nobody wants that. Uh, Bill Peak said cheat for three wins. Yeah, uh, it's not a good look when. But I mean, that's every like every time it's a bad year, you're going, you're doing you're you're doing things for certain to get certain guys, and you're bad. Yeah, like we. We knew the same stuff that happened under Philip Fulmer to get guys happened under Derek Dooley and, and Lane Kiffin. Of course, under Lane Kiffin. And then under Derek Dooley and under Butch Jones. And it's now happening under Pruitt. Like, don't. If you think it's it's the same joke every single year during signing day. If you think your team's uh, not cheating, like, let me sell you oceanfront property in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona. It's like, it's just, it's not the way it works. Like, it's just not. Yeah, when when Lane Kiffin goes to a podium and has Mary Flipmas, you think that's not like, <laughs> and it's a green shirt, by the way. You thinking, oh, you know, Lane Kiffin's definitely paying, paying people. I mean, why the heck would you want to go off? They're getting Mississippi? they're getting benefits. Yeah. I don't know what they're getting. They're getting benefits, and there's a difference in paying a kid, and then you know, um, uh, getting them hookers. There's a difference. There's a difference in that. So let's be clear about that. Yeah. But there's a difference. You still can't do them. Also, also you still can't do them and lose. No. You. But that's every coach. I mean, every. I think every coach should be graded with the assumption that they're giving athletes benefits. Yeah. <laughs> like, we knew, it, we knew this was happening before the report came out. Come on, guys. Like, don't. It's not a secret. Yeah. It, you just want to hope they don't get caught. Every every coach does it. I just thought it Donnie was... Donnie Tindall did it at Southern Miss. If Southern Miss is doing it, you don't think Tennessee's doing it? Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But don't you dare have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> also, never self-report. Make the NCAA come in and investigate. North Carolina, nothing happened. Yep. Missouri, they got the freaking axe. Will Wade? <laughs> never self-report. Memphis. Memphis. Yes. Don't ever do it. You're just admitting. Don't talk to the. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. 
They have no jurisdiction. They can't do anything to you. Don't talk to them. I just love that that, like, that quote from the WATE guy, and I'm not throwing shade at him, but. He didn't say it. Oh, I know. But, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you put that in there. It's like, who did you, anybody would say that. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to know what coach said it. Like, what? God. I mean, and, and they can, the coaches can always go, you know, because I think from some of the stories you've read, most of the time it is the boosters doing it for you. So coaches can, you know, if they're being smart, they can honestly say, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Brock Hunter on here. I love this quote. He said, it happens at little league level. Yes. It, it, it happens in high school. Yes. It's going to happen in college. It, I think there, I think a lot of coaches can honestly say, they don't know, or sorry, they can say, I don't personally know anything about it because they're smart and they've separated themselves from the situation. But if you ask them, is it going on? And they go, I don't know. They're lying. Yeah. They know what's going on. Can they personally say, like, they know, you know, the amount and how it's being, you know, how it's getting to them and who's giving it? If they're smart, they can go, I don't know the details. I don't know if it's happening. But they they know what's happening. Right. Um, so Scott Callhorn says, any more news regarding the impermissible benefits? Um, not really anything new that no. Tennessee fan. It's just under investigation. Right. So we'll we'll probably see how it unfolds. I think we'll tomorrow's, tomorrow's going to be interesting. I, I got to think today you, you might see some stuff. But yeah, Pruitt was at a funeral. I'm sure there is has been a ton of meetings today. Yeah. Regarding everything, and you get the bowl. It was kind of bowl day. Yep. Selection Sunday. We'll find out. Okay. We also got a question from, I lost it. I don't remember who it was from. Sorry. Uh, top three coaching, you know, if it was open, who are your top three guys? And I know, you know, I'm sorry, Austin. Go ahead and say it. Because I'm impressed with how you've gotten every Tennessee. I haven't heard the name you freeze mentioned with Tennessee until Austin did it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got to say it is impressive how you have a lot of this fan base bought in. Um, I, my only thing with Freeze is, is he hasn't won anything significant. It sounds like it would cost a lot of money to get him away from Liberty. Like Liberty signed that extension knowing he's going to be on a lot of people's top, you know, top picks. So they want money for him. That's fair. That's smart from, you know, getting your, uh, getting your cash cow on here. Um, but he's not high on me. I think with Gus Malzahn being available, if we're talking about a proven winner in the SEC, I would hire Gus Malzahn. And if, and if your thing is, can he beat Nick Saban? Well, he's done it a lot. So, well, yeah, so, I mean, that that's the thing with both of those guys. It's like, really the only thing you're kind of gauging is, can he beat Nick Saban? Yeah. And both of those guys, yeah, they've they've beaten Nick Saban on multiple occasions. Right. Um, but with Gus, like, if you hire Gus Malzahn, you're saying that Tennessee's, and right now, yeah, it looks like it. Tennessee is, their program is a lot worse than all. You're pretty much admitting that if you go get Gus Malzahn. Is LSU's program worse than Ole Miss's? What do you mean? They hired Coach O. Yeah, but he was there before. I know. I'm just saying, like, I think the SEC is – I think with wanting – coach, you know, I think with the coaching changes being more prevalent, you're looking for the next next guy to come in and win games for you. I think there's just been a bigger – like more of a cycle than in than in any time in the history of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I don't think 
I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's, you know, did Florida, when they hired Dan Mullen, I mean, if he, yes, he was going to be more successful in the East because it was easier, but it's like, he also didn't do a ton special at Mississippi State. Yeah, he just had, like, one good year. Right. So it's like, now, like, the the thing I think that's dumb, like, like South Carolina hiring Muschamp. Muschamp didn't come from the West. He didn't come from a hard division. He didn't win a lot of game, you know, a lot of important games. Like, they hired a guy that you knew it wasn't going to, he wasn't going to get better at South Carolina. Right. Whereas, like, Gus is at least one significant thing. Now, I would be fine with, like, I think I would prefer trying to either land, like, the next up-and-comer or going and getting a guy from another conference. Because I am with you a little bit of, like, he's had his chance in the SEC. Right. I am with that to an extent of, like, you've tried. But I'm – and I think Tennessee would love to just be at at the point where Auburn is, where you're going to go eight, nine wins probably every year. Right. I think we'd be happy with that. Right, yeah. I, I agree, but I just I don't Would it be an underwhelming hire? I yeah, think I, I just don't probably. think there's anybody out there that's just like, oh man, that's a sexy hire. <laughs> you don't think uh you don't think old uh um oh my gosh. The pirate would be sexy? No. <laughs> no. Um and he's definitely not sexy. <laughs> Let's no. just throw that out there now. Freeze had fifteen level one violations. I am not crazy about you, Freeze. I I'm not. I, I wasn't I'm, – I'm not crazy about Hugh Freeze for a lot of reasons. Um, I think if Tennessee made that hire, I hope it would be in good faith that everything would go right, like in terms of like he's going to be on his best behavior. Because some of the violations he made were above and beyond just benefits. Um, there were some serious allegations. Um, I don't like the guy, so, personally. Yeah. I mean, if he would have never said that Tennessee was his dream job 10 years ago – 11 years ago whenever it was um i don't know i just don't think anybody's not even in the talk right matt campbell matt campbell that's an interesting one i think matt i've been very impressed with matt campbell at iowa state that's a guy that i'm like you know a different conference been pretty successful at a what you would call i guess like a lower tier program i'm not saying tennessee's at a better place than iowa state because they're not program wise but i like matt campbell um, I think resource wise, yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I think Matt Campbell would do a pretty good job at UT. Yeah, I would be. I would if Matt, if Jeremy Pruitt was fired tomorrow and you hired Matt Campbell, I would be happy. Yes. See, and, and I agree with that. A lot of people were talking about Steve Sarkeesian, and yeah, he's got Alabama rolling right now with their offense. But we did go the Alabama coordinator before, and look where we're at. And, and so is, Sarca- is Sarkeesian more more than a coordinator? I don't know. Like he didn't do. It. He's a good coordinator. You knew that before the USC head coaching job. Right. Is he more than that? To, to be determined. Right. He would be a hire that you're taking a chance on. Yeah, but but I I would rather go like the Matt Campbell, Luke Fickle, somebody who's like doing it at a lower level school, being right. a head coach, being the head right. guy. I just. Being a coordinator and then going to a head coach, I just think it's different. So I, I don't want to see a coordinator in this being their first head coaching job. I don't want to see that ever again. I don't. I just think there's a lot of – Pruitt seems like a, a micromanager and no one wants to work for a guy who micromanages them. 
that seems to be the uh, Saban tree. Someone just said, I'm sick of going the Saban tree route. That seems to be the Saban, because that's what Saban does. That, but that the difference is that Saban's really, really good at it. Yeah. And if you're not good at micromanaging, th- things implode. Mm-hmm. If you're good at micromanaging, they usually go well, but not, it's bad. Um, what was, I was going to ask something about the lower tier guys. I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sark was a proven head coach at Washington. Uh, proven? I mean, I'll go look at his record. Was he proven, though? Who? Sarkeesian. Oh, sorry. I'll... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not crazy about that hire anyway. I just don't. Yeah. I would rather go Matt Campbell. Oh, the I was going to say the coordinator there reminded me. The coordinator route. I would be okay if the coordinator was at Tennessee. Okay. And had been here, like an established, doing well... A guy that's been around the program and is at least has some experience as far as that program that he was at. I would be okay with it. But Billy, I'm probably Billy Napier, you. dude, I'm not a fan of – I was out on him as soon as he, like – I thought he was a decent coach, but when he did that intentional safety, <laughs> I was like, Yeah, you no, can't find anything else. Hell no. You can't find anything else no, to do? No, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, so, uh, Chris, I'll, I'll read off his record. Sarkeesian's record at Washington: five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, eight and four. He never finished above third in the um, Pac-12. No, I'm good. I'm good. And he he won one bowl game. It was the Holiday Bowl in, in 2010 when he tied for third. So T. Martin, T. Martin's not been a coordinator though. He, sure, I guess he's the passing game coordinator or whatever. But it's like I want and I want to believe in Tennessee guys. You know, I I, I do when it when it. I, because they've been around the program, I just uh, T. Martin doesn't have the experience in my book, and Tennessee is a tough an SEC head coaching job is a tough job. It is, yeah. It is a tough job. Um, so I, I think that's why you got to go somebody who's like a like a Matt Matt Campbell. They at least have they at and least I'm have experience saying, running the ship. I'm not even saying like that's who I go with. My first call, I'd be like. Urban Meyer, what's going on? Because <laughs> that's the only guy I'm just like, he would come here and win. He would He would win. He would win. I, I don't He'd know. He'd piss a lot of people off. And I don't. a lot of the boosters off, but he would win, so no one would give a shit. I don't know if he would beat Nick Saban, but he would 100% beat Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen. 100%, yeah. Was Dabo ever a coordinator? No, Dabo, I don't think was. Was he might have been an offense coordinator before he was named the interim? He might have been. But, I mean, that might have been one year. But but Dabo again, I mean, yeah, I that's Dabo's a guy, so maybe you're right about T. Martin. He's been around the he was around Clemson a lot um before he got the opportunity to be the head coach. So so maybe T. Martin could do that, but I think it would be extremely tough. And also, I mean, is Dabo one in a you know, one in a million guys? Maybe. He's one he's one at the rate of one in a million guys. I think we need to stop with the we have to have somebody with Tennessee ties. I don't think you no, I'm not saying that. I'm I'm just saying T. Martin has the he knows about Tennessee. Right, but like, has he, to me, you got to have the offense. In today's game, you got to have the offense. And he hasn't even been a proven offense coordinator yeah. yet. So No, Dabo was never a coordinator. No, he wasn't. I, and I don't. I appreciate I'm, you You won us a national championship, but like, I need more than that. I'm sorry, but I do. To be, I mean, to be fair, look at Sam Pittman. Yeah. And, and and I guess, okay, here's my question, talking about Sam Pittman, talking about guys like Dabo. 
when you've been in a situation where you've you've had to you've never been the guy that's made the game plan that's that that's you know been in control of the game you know do you do a better job of let picking your guys and letting them do what they do yeah i think that's like i think everybody loves sam pittman when they made that hire at arkansas i was like oh that's not seemed very underwhelming yeah but i mean he's he's gotten the right guys in there and he lets them do their thing and so is there something to be said for guys who haven't been coordinators that don't need to run their offense or their defense or whatever i just think it's got to be like Dude, get out of your own way. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that. I mean, I think the biggest thing about being a head coach is getting guys around you that are that do a better job at what you hire them to do than you. Mm-hmm. If you're the best guy in the room, if you're the head coach and you're hiring guys and you're the best guy in the room, you're just gonna be disappointed all the time, bro. Right. Because I mean, you can't do it all. I, th- I think Tennessee would look a lot different if you hired Jeremy Pruitt and he stayed he stayed out of the offense, which he might. I don't know. But it doesn't look like it. No. But if he would have made a – if he would have got Jim Chaney maybe from the get-go, but I think he had to constantly look over the shoulder of Tyson Helton, so he's continued to do that under Jim Chaney. And, That's and, what it looks like to me. And did he have to, though? Like, you know, if he had given Tyson Helton more rank, you know – because yeah, you hired maybe. the guy, you got to give him a chance. Someone said Pittman is an ideal hire. He brings in coordinators and lets them do their job. And I, th- I think Dabo just surrounded himself with good coaches. I think that's a big part of being a head coach. If Jeremy Pruitt goes, if Jeremy Pruitt when he was looking for a defensive coordinator was was looking for a guy that's like I want to be you know I want to be smarter than this guy. I want to have you know my hand in the you know in the jar when I'm deciding making these important decisions because I'm better than him. I think I need to be. Then your defense coordinator wasn't going to be do a good job. Right. Same thing with offense. If he hired Tyson Helton because he thought he could control him, you, he wasn't going to do a good job. Yeah. That, that wasn't going to be the pace. The case. If you go the Sam Pittman route, this is from Larry Grady. If you go the Sam Pittman route, uh, you have to go someone that's been around it a long time and can inspire. I mean, you you have to go. You have to. I think you have to be around someone who's been around football for a while. I don't know if you mean that or the Tennessee program. Um, I think that's been involved in college football for a while because you also got to know how to go out and recruit. Yep. That's what Sam Putman done really well um, for his entire career. You got to be, a, you got to know how to recruit. You got to know how to let your guys go out and game plan and how to scheme. And then you got to, and then you also you got to know how to coach on game day. Because because you are the decision maker on game day. It does seem like Pruitt wants kind of his inner circle to yep. be to be there. Like Will Friend, I mean, good God. <laughs> It's time, it's time, it's time. Yeah, we'll friend it. I'm sorry, bud. It's just not working out for you. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that offensive line should have been one of the best in the country, and it just was not. It was very underwhelming. Absolutely. Um, Scott Carnes said he wanted us to compare Jimmy Pruitt and Jimbo Fisher. I think, number one, Jimbo Fisher won a national championship before he went to Jimbo Fisher is a winner. And and Texas A&M was just like, hey, we're going to go get somebody who's won a national championship who can recruit, who's proven they can knock off some of the top SEC teams. Yeah. I, I'm not. I don't think Jimbo Fisher was necessarily a. He's not going to do things in a sexy. He's not a sexy hire. I don't think he's not going to do things in a sexy way. He just wins though. Yeah. He's going to win you some ball games. Yeah. He should be playing in a college football playoff. Yeah. He, he should. should be. Yep. They they that was stupid. Yeah, that was botched. Man, I I don't know who the right hire would be, but I think you I think you can go. I think there's a lot of routes you can go. Um, but I. I think staying away from saving trees is the right way to go. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm I'm constantly tired of hearing, 
oh, who's going to be the next coach? To, who's going to be the first assistant to, to knock off their uh, their former head coach? I'm just like, dude, I'm so tired of hearing that. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. Chris said, Caleb, did you see my question about the last 13 years? I did get it. Thank you for reminding me. Last 13 years, what's the one thing you would change about Tennessee football? Hmm. That's tough. Mine is uh, Mike Hamilton. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's probably where I would go to. If you fire, if when you, was he? I don't remember when he came in, but if you do end up, if you do end up um, firing Philip Fulmer, you don't do it. How you did it, when you did it. The Phil, the Philip Fulmer that is was botched from the get go. It yeah. Also think maybe not firing Butch after sixteen. I think that might yeah, be one. that would be a good one. Said anything goes, hirings, firings. I think it's Mike Hamilton. I think it's Mike Hamilton. I think Mike Hamilton be- began the downfall of Tennessee football. He fired Philip Fulmer. You hardling Kiffin. I, I don't know if. You just got unlucky. I think everyone in their right mind leaves leaves their dream job. It was he should have never been he shouldn't have ever stepped foot back on campus when he quit. It was a bad situation all around. That's out of Mike Hamilton's control. You should have never hired Derek Dooley. The wor- worst case scenario, what you should have done is had an interim around for a year and try to get some stability. They're hiring a guy that was losing at that was losing at Louisiana Tech should have never even come on your board. Yep. Mike, Mike Hamilton is the one thing I change. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's been the domino effect from – he's been the root of the problem. See, we get quit firing coaches every three years. Um, <laughs> you should have fired Butch after three. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Dooley was fired after three. Uh, you had to. Probably could have fired him after two. <laughs> um, Brock Hunter said, would y'all take former back? No. It's out. He he's yeah. I think it's kind of past his time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like Phil Fulmer a lot, but he got to have some offense. And I don't. I, I think it's a bad optics if the guy goes from being fires a head coach and then becomes an AD. I think it's bad optics. If you had, if I don't you, think he should have been fired when he was. Right. I agree with that. Um, I think if you're the AD, um, you need to be able to separate yourself from any programs you're currently. If he if he had any desire to coach football again, he shouldn't have become an AD. Ooh, I, a coach. I just thought about this because I'm wearing a shirt, or I'm wearing his team shirt. Tom Allen. I would I would be interested in looking more into Tom Allen. I'll say that. Yeah. I I'm not willing to say 100% like, yes, yeah. but I'll look into it. I'll yeah. think about it, yeah. I think he's a guy. Man, I, I just watch him after games, and I'm just like, dude, those kids love to play for Yeah. Him. And maybe these kids Here, love to play for Jeremy Pruitt, but he's not that type of guy that's just like a loving Dude, he just doesn't seem as approachable as what former players like it's, say about him. I, I don't. It's hard to judge. I, I think the players like him a lot. Yeah, I do. I do too. Uh, I, I, like I just, him. I just don't see it. He doesn't show it. Here's my only thing about Tom Allen that makes me nervous. So it was mentioned when Butch Jones was hired that we should never hire a guy that lost to Derek Dooley. So if we're going that same philosophy, it scares me. 
He did lose to Jeremy Pruitt. I know it was in weird fashion. Michael Penix was also hurt. Michael, uh, I mean, yep. I know. It just scares me. I, like I said, I would. I'm not saying no to Tom Allen. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like the idea of it, but I would. I would definitely. Uh, I'd want to look into it some more. <laughs> Jamie Chadwell's. I like Jamie Chadwell. Apparently, he's had some NCAA issues. You oh. know much about that? No, I don't. <laughs> That would be a red flag, though. Would be a red flag for sure. Tennessee needs to stay out of that. You want to get something? Are we are we good with the coaches? Do you have any any more that you would like to maybe look into? Uh, I don't. Um, I don't know who all I've mentioned. So I don't. Uh, Will, Will Muschamp, Derek Mason. Yeah, I would love them. <laughs> um, I think they would do fantastic at. What about James Franklin? No. No. I, I thought he did a really good job at Vanderbilt. Um, seemed to be doing. Pretty good at Penn, but this year has been a huge flag for red flag for me. So, yeah, yeah I no, nope, I'm out. I uh, yeah, Luke Fickle. Yeah, I like Luke Fickle. Someone mentioned Pat Fitzgerald. Nah, I'm good. Northwestern seems like the Tennessee of the Big Ten. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He got whooped by Butch Jones. Now he got whooped by one of the best teams in recent history, but <laughs> I'm good. Um, no, I think I think some of these guys have proven they're never going to win big games. Could Pat Fitzgerald come in and, and coach Tennessee to eight wins? Not you know non eight to nine wins consistently, sure. But don't we want to get past that? Yeah, let's get over the hump. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we've stayed on this coaching. Pat Fitzgerald search. is only 46 years old. He would he leave? I think he would maybe leave Northwestern for an NFL gig. He wouldn't leave Northwestern for another college gig. I don't think. Yeah. See, I, I think that's. It just it just seems like now money does talk. People kind of stay in their like region. Typically, like, yeah, probably. So like, I don't know if Luke Fickle would come here. And and we did the, the Cincinnati people are going to be like, we hired another coach from Cincinnati. I'm good. <laughs> that's fair. I don't disagree. <laughs> But I think Luke Fickle has won a lot more than Butch Jones ever did. Yeah, no, he, he's done a little bit better. Um, so does Shiano's out for you, right? I, you know what? I'll talk Shiano. I'll talk Shiano. Uh, let's talk this bowl, bowl game real quick since we have to, since the Liberty Bowl is making us do it. Tennessee versus West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. That is December 31st. Kickoff's at 3 p.m. Central time, right? Sure. I don't know. Uh, probably Eastern. Because it's usually like 12 and 3. Seven. Okay. I'll like, normally those kickoffs are like 12 or... I can look real quick. Um, yeah, the, but... Oh, yay. Bowl game. God. Just to get whooped by... It freaking, is at four. 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 Eastern okay. Yeah. So, 12, four, <laughs> and eight. I guess are when those games are. Um, yeah. Yay. Chris said, I think if Michigan opens up, Fick will go there. <gasps> I'd say it's a possibility. Yep. Uh, Mike Gundy. What do you think about Mike Gundy? No. <laughs> I wouldn't have been ecstatic about that hire if it happened last time. I do know Jamie Chadwell got a huge extension. I, I mean, think, what's huge for Coastal Carolina, but and yeah. I think that's very similar to the Liberty situation where they're like, "We're going to get as much money out of this guy. We know he's gone soon. Let's yeah. give him a buyout, make a big school pay it." They, yeah, they knew, and that doing. good for them. That's how, you know how those schools earn money, earn a lot of money. They do uh, uh, buy big buyouts and they go and play yeah. division or FBS teams. So. Yep. Or not FBS because they are FBS, but you get it. It's like a grad school. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Bowl game, though. Playing Liberty. Week and a half of bowl prep. Yep, Chris. Week and a half. It's not that much time. You don't get a ton of free practices, but... I think we had some questions. Oh, man. Earlier today. Um, what's um, a more likely scenario? Niedermeyer takes the fall and Pruitt survives, or we wipe the slate clean and start over? I, I think if... I mean, I, I don't... I, if Niedermeyer takes the fall, I mean, Pruitt's going to take the fall, too. I, I don't know, man. Um... But I am just kind of wanting to just start over. Here, I think it's kind of past. If Pruitt does it like every other school, there's a guy on your staff that's the bagman that'll be taking the ball. Yeah, Louis Bruce Pearl in Auburn. I mean, so there's there's going to be somebody. If Pruitt's not tied up in it, there's somebody's going to take the ball. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be Niedermeyer. That name's just been tossed out. We don't know if that's true. So, um, Chris said, hey, Landon, how about the Army head coach and the option? What do you no, think about Jeff Monkin? No, 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 Landon, come no. on. Uh, Let's be that weird team that nobody wants to ever play because it's just stupid. Come I mean, on. At least we'd convert some third downs every once in a while, so <laughs> maybe. I'll think about it's it, It's a Chris. bold assumption. I'll think about it, Chris. <laughs> Anything, if I see another game like I saw on Saturday, on yesterday, I'll think about it. <laughs> It'll cross my mind. Um, drunk bearded ball fan in Georgia said, do you think coaches that haven't been fired yet should get a pass for 2020 because this year has been crazy. This team should perform good. Also Texas A&M beat up on us and got screwed out of the playoffs. I feel sorry for whoever they're playing in their bowl game. Yeah. I think they're going to come out fired up. Um, probably a little pissed off and I would too. Um, but do coaches get a pass for 2020? Nah, I wouldn't think so. You don't. You get a pass maybe if it's a true freshman quarter, and not even a pass. If it's a true freshman quarterback, you you can maybe put some blame on that, or at least use it. Yeah, we're trying to build, but you weren't trying to build this year, so. Yeah, that, that's un, inexcusable to score seven points against Kentucky and and lose to them at home for the first time since 1984. Yes, unacceptable. So no, they did not get a pass. I agree. Um, any other questions? Football questions? Um, Chris had some earlier. He said, if you're the Vols, do you decline that the Liberty Bowl and just call it a day on 2020 or roll with it? Um, I think you I think you got to. I think you got to accept the bid. Yeah, you got to play. And, and SEC's going to make you for one. And I think as far as just wanting, I think you should want to go play in this game. I, and I think players want to play in this game, yeah. number, number one. They I don't know. Travel. Maybe. Get, get some gifts, um, some legal gifts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if players want to play, and I, I talk, I tweeted about this a little bit. Um, you know, because Brian, Brian Kelly was like, um, well, I don't know if we'll play if our parents can't be there. These kids have been through enough. No, kids probably don't want to play in a bowl when they're three and seven. I was hoping Notre that's probably going to be left out of college football <laughs> player because of that reason. But. If you've played all year, of course you're one of good. It's stupid. I don't know. I could understand not one not wanting to go play in a bowl game, which means it could be worse for Tennessee. And maybe they need to try to find a way out. Maybe they'll get COVID a day before. You know, they won't be able to play because of COVID. But I just think if if they do like playing for Pruitt, it's on it's on you now. Yeah, you got to go and win this game and, and have a good showing. Then get, he also asked about Hugh Freeze um, and, and what we thought about him. I just hiring. don't like Freeze. I don't like it. I don't like him. Yeah. Is he good as a coach? He's decent. I don't like him, though. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. I like him better than some people. I like some people better than him. Um, Would I cheer for Hugh Freeze? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just want somebody new right now. I think it's time to start over. That's where I'm at. I don't care who it is, just somebody new. Somebody bring some excitement to me because I have zero right now. Yeah, I agree. Basketball, let's get excited. St. Joseph's, that get you pumped? Or how about that 100-piece we put on them Golden Eagles, boy? I love it, baby. We need points, 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 points. It, 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 they are 0-8, but still, you scored yeah, 100 points. scored 100 points. You held them to 50. Yeah, we had... What you mean? Our freshmen showed out. You weren't beating Ohio by seven. Dude, I, so I brought this up at our uh, party last night. Um, team Jacob, Team Edward. We're Team Keon, <laughs> Team Jaden. We need to get shirts made. I'll get. It, I'll, I'll work on getting a shirts made. Okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like it. Team Keon, forty five on the back. Yeah. I guess we can't put their name. Team K. Team J. Yeah. Dang. Team J, Team S. Dang it, NCAA. Um, well, if we're just getting it made for us, it'll be all right. Yeah. It'll be okay. We'll do that. Okay. We just can't sell them. Sorry. I think it would be a great shirt, but. Team 45 or Team 11? Maybe we can do that. We'll think about it. We'll put it out there. <laughs> this is out there for y'all. So y- y'all tell us. 45 in your program, one in your heart. Yeah. Those yeah, are the shirts we'll okay. get made. <laughs> Classic 90 shirt. Yeah. We'll do it. Man, I I love I love Jaden Springer too. Don't take that as Jaden Springer hate. But uh we were just talking about it during our keys of the game yesterday. And who our favorite one is. Yeah, just like I was well, I, it started off because I was like, man, I think Keon Johnson might, might be one of my favorite players already. One of my favorite Tennessee players. He just plays so hard. He he and he looks good on offense. I mean, he is just a fun player to watch. And it just helps that you have two five star freshmen. I really hope Tennessee gets to finish out this year. Because they are some studs. They are. And I think, you know, unless Jaden Springer keeps it up, you know, the first two games, I'm like, you know, Springer could be a guy that doesn't maybe get into the draft and decides to stick it around for another year. But now he's looking like, that ain't going to happen. I'm going to score 21 points, (laughs) 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 for 10 shooting. He left Rick Barnes speechless. Rick Barnes said, can't really critique, you know, can't critique anything tonight. He he played a really good game all around. (laughs) Yeah, zero turnovers. (laughs) Yeah, how how do you, what do you say to him? I'm smiling ear to ear. I love it, man. I love the way these guys play. I love the way this team plays. They're playing. They should do the same thing tomorrow night, eight six p.m. tip off. Tip off, excuse me, against uh, St. Joseph's. It's. I can't wait. I'm so I'm so excited. And it, and I think the next two opponents are like combined zero for eleven. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good time. Like you talked about, Jaden Springer kind of had his coming out party mm-hmm. against Texas Tech or Tennessee Tech. I, th- I think. A lot of these guys are going to be able to get some quality minutes just in time for SEC play. I think that's going to be huge for them. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Guys like Kumwa, guys like EJ Nasiki will probably get more minutes. Um, Devontae Gaines. Other than that, maybe Plavich gets some more minutes. Maybe Pember. But um, guys that can really, that you're probably going to rely on. Right. And, and not every game. But some games, you're probably going to need some of those guys to have some, oh, some quality minutes. Absolutely. I mean, you're it's just getting that rotation, um, getting a bunch of guys playing and, and getting, getting to see what they bring to the team. It's going to be – the next two games should be really fun before um, 
your December 30th matchup against number 16. Should move up next week, uh, undefeated. Missouri. I mean, I, I just, like you said, this team just plays so hard. I mean, we're up like 35, and there's people diving on the floor for loose balls. It's diving awesome. on the floor, jumping over scores tables. John yeah. Fulkerson won't sit down when he's out of the game. Yeah, Coach Fulkerson, love it. <laughs> this team's a lot of fun to watch. I mm, Thank you. They're, they're, like, Rick Barnes City is going to be a lifer, so is he just going to transition into a coach after? Oh, 100%. Oh, that would be awesome. Then uh, we could get shirts made. Yes, we Team could. Fulkerson. Or Team Folk or whatever. However we want to do it. Team Folky. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we're going to have to work on these shirts. I, I want a Team Keon shirt. Well, is it Was it Team Edward and Team Jacob? Was that the? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. You have to think about that. You know, maybe look at some Twilight material. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see if we can play off some we'll Twilight. Watch ma- all the movies to just get that um, <laughs> get that into our brain. I, I've ne- I've seen one Twilight. I'm proud to say that. Yeah, I think I've seen them all. Not proud of it, but I did see it. <laughs> Not great movies, but hey, we we got the idea because I've seen them. Uh, but the, Chris said these cupcakes aren't going to help unless we face true opponents. It is. I mean. I mean, you're not gonna help. All you I think, all you're doing right now is you're getting guys in shape. You're getting them shooting during game speed. You're getting freshmen who haven't played at this level at all in games. Hey, Chris, I don't need no negativity. <laughs> this is basketball. Have, yeah, keep the negativity in yeah, football talk. Positive only over here. Keep the keep. has got a great basketball team. We're ranked number ten in the country. Yeah. We're undefeated. I don't care. <laughs> Every game's a cupcake game because we're blowing them out. Exactly. Uh, no, I agree. It's it's definitely you know your first test against Missouri is definitely going to be harder. But I don't I don't think it. Tennessee is winning in dominating fashion right now. Guys are getting comfortable. You're. I think. I don't think it. Yeah, I would have loved to seen Tennessee was supposed to had a chance to play Villanova on Friday night. That would have been awesome. I would much rather than play Villanova than Tennessee Tech. I would have loved to see him play Gonzaga, Wisconsin, VCU, but. You don't get those opportunities, unfortunate. But watching this team play, typically when you watch teams that are good play those opponents, you know sometimes it's still not fun. Mm-hmm. They're making it fun. Yep, they're making it fun. Um, I, I think yes, they're playing cupcakes, but you know everything else. Um, man, I think they're. I think they look really good, regardless. Very good basketball team. Deep basketball team. Deep and very athletic. Yes. We're so athletic. I mean, I, I was talking, I think, I was talking to one of my buddies about this team compared to um, Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield's mm-hmm. team. And, I mean, that that team, like, just bought in from the start. Right. And that's why they were so good. I think this team has more talent than that team. And they, it seems like they bought in from the start. They definitely have on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, offense is going to be more interesting because you do have a lot of young guys. Yes, you haven't played a lot of quality opponents yet, so it's definitely there's probably going to be some growing pains there in SEC play. But if they can stay bought in on defense, you're going to keep yourself in every game. And, and those two are only going to get better right. as the season goes on. I mean, you look at Kentucky year in and year out; they're one and five right now. Awesome. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but those teams get better as the year goes on because they have so many freshmen. I, I think that's going to be the same with these guys. And they're already starting off pretty dang hot. Yeah, I mean, their minutes started off low, 13 minutes both apiece, I think 13 and 15. They've already moved up in minutes. Yeah. They're, they're getting there. And this team's not in shape yet either, guys. They're not in game shape. Yeah, I think that's why Viscovi's playing so many minutes because he's, like, been overseas just 
playing. Playing on the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, this is none, none for me. Right. Um, yeah, I, it's definitely, you're going to see some growing pain. But as long as this defense plays as stout as they've been playing, you're going you're gonna to be in every single game. Yep. You're going to be in every single game. I think, I haven't watched Missouri play this year. Did you say you had? I can't I remember. I have not, no. Um, it's, you know, I think the way Tennessee plays defense and, and does a good job of pushing tempo, um, I think assume, every Conzo team I've watched, uh, it could be a very, very good matchup for Tennessee. Yeah. Could be a very good matchup. L- looking ahead, you have St. Joseph's tomorrow, like you mentioned. Their last opponent was Villanova. Oh, nice. Um, they lost that game by 20, 88, 68. Um, so it, it is a team who's actually played some decent yeah. opponents. They, they played Auburn. Um, they played Kansas, uh, Drexel, and then they played Villanova. Oh, wow. They've had a tough schedule. Yeah. They lost to Auburn in overtime. Hmm. Auburn's not going to be great this year. No, they're not. They lost to Kansas by 22. Uh, Drexel, they lost by four. So I think th- this is definitely a better opponent than Tennessee Tech, but it- it's a game Tennessee should win and probably win big. Yep. Um, spreads at twenty one and a half. Yeah, advice. Advice. Yes, Alex. The COVID rule does apply to basketball. Hashtag bring Folky back. Yeah, he can return. Rick Barnes called him a lifer. Rick Barnes sounds like he expects Folkerson to return. Yeah, I think EJ and Asiki <laughs> will probably return as well. I, I think so, and I think it'd be good for him. I, th- I think the only – I mean, you're probably going to lose Jaden and Keon. They're probably gone. Yeah. Uh, and Pond's is probably gone. But I think you have a good group coming back yeah. as well. And, and yeah. If, if Fulgerson comes back. Yeah. And then you've got a good recruiting class coming in behind him. Yeah, Kenny Chandler. Let's go. Team Kennedy. And Jemai Meshack. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going we to be all right. I love it. <laughs> I love it, baby. I'm just so glad we have basketball to kind of fall back oh, on. I love it. I don't want to get away from it. Let's just forever. I'm glad it, like, there's not a big – I'm glad they kind of overlap. <laughs> they shouldn't They shouldn't have that much this year, unfortunately. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's just nice this year to have something to kind of fall back on. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we get baseball. I love the, the kicking it with Kiv. I haven't gotten a chance. I got to listen to a little bit of the Garrett Crochet one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty who, good. Who else did he have? Uh, Andre Lipsius. Andre Lipsius. Um, hey, hey, uh, Ross, we want to, we want a little, uh, see, so yeah, I messaged him and told him I enjoyed it. And I, I said, I'm going to take, we're going to take credit for, for getting to start. <laughs> we need some show. And he said him and Chad came up with that because they were on the show. We need some, we need some royalties from it. Uh, dude, we had Ross, <laughs> we got to get Ross. We just need to get him on just to talk. He does, whether we got a ton of baseball to talk about or not. Um, he was great on the show. Great to talk to. He's, hey, that yeah, whole yeah. that whole baseball staff is yeah, just they're awesome. awesome. They're awesome dudes. individuals and, and been great to us too. So we definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Low Grady made a good point. Colorado and Cincy weren't cupcakes. Some easy games to work on rhythm or good games. I, yeah, Colorado was not a cupcake game. Uh, the ones were the cupcakes I'm referring to: Tech, St. Joseph's, and uh, UC Upstate. UC, yeah, UC Upstate coming this week. Uh, those are the cupcake games that, that you'll have before um, before you play Missouri. But yeah, no, I don't think. I mean, opening with Colorado, a team that had played two games, averaging 80 points, was not an easy task yeah, by any means. I agree. Um, not an easy task. So, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee has had uh, – so, you know, I'm not putting Colorado in that category of, of really tough opponents or anything, but it wasn't – it was not a cupcake. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, but, yes, back to baseball. I did want to answer that question, though, uh, or talk about that statement. But, yes, going back to um, – uh, 
baseball. We got to have definitely got to get Ross and Chad back on and yeah. We we haven't had the pleasure of having Vitello on yet. Yeah, we need that. We've, we've we've talked to it. He he said he's gonna come on. We gotta make it happen. We do gotta make it. Happen. We gotta make it happen. He uh, I, I think we need to go. I think we need to go a little roundtable with the baseball staff. Get them all three on it. That'd be fun. We need to get Vitello on by himself. You know, he's I'm just, in, I'm he's into it a little there bit for the stories. Exactly. Just love the stories. I, I love that that one of um, Kiv getting the call. Yep. About the job and. He's got that uh, tequila, tequila Tuesday. Tuesday at uh, <laughs> what ball? I can't remember what ballpark. His his minor league team. That was a uh, that was a great story. Yeah, all time. I, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know if he has a stand up routine, but that, would def- <laughs> that definitely should should be the one he kicks off with. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Vitello. He seems like a good storyteller too. I'm sure he's got got a few of his own. Oh, so. 100%. yeah, I'd, I'd love to love to sit down and talk with them. It'd, it'd be a lot of fun. We'll get we'll get Ross back on. Um, it, it was it was. A, Really fun, yeah. Like you said, doing a great job on the on the kicking it with Kiv. Is that what it is? Kicking it with Kiv. 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 Yeah. So, um, all right. Anything else you want? Anything else you want to mention about basketball or baseball? I guess I, I did take us on that baseball tangent. No, I'm just ready to talk about this college football playoff because I'm. <laughs> Golly, I can't believe when I read it. I got the ESPN notification. I was like, that's not real. We. I told you yesterday though. The moment they, the Big Ten moved Ohio State in. That was telling me that the college football playoff committee told the Big Ten that if Ohio State wins, they're in. Yeah. I mean, it, it was – yesterday was irrelevant. Yep. You didn't even need it. Nope. Because the same teams are in it. Even though Notre Dame lo- gets blown out. And everyone assumed that the only reason they put – they're the only reason they beat – Clemson the first time around was because Trevor Lawrence was missing. Yeah. And that seemed to be correct. <laughs> yeah. And then their coach comes out and says, yeah, if, if the, the parents aren't allowed to come, we just probably won't play. And then they get, okay, freaking, I'll show you. They get moved from the Rose Bowl to da- Dallas. Is it in Dallas yeah. now? It's just so dumb. I don't, I don't. Have we not learned that Notre Dame is always the most overhyped team? And People continue to buy into it every single time, every single year. And I'm so sick. They're going to get blown out by Alabama. And that's and that you know everyone talked about it. You know, a, yeah, A and M. You know, we we knew A and M got blown out. You knew Ohio State was probably going to get blown out by Alabama. Just give a team then that's like that's at least earned a little bit of it to be there, like Cincinnati. Yeah, Coastal. It's A and M. I give someone who, if any team's going to get blown out, don't gift it to Notre Dame. Because they've been there all year. They lost yesterday. Do losses mean anything? I don't know. A&M got beat and by Alabama. They lost. Like, they're only get Like, they beat Clemson at home in overtime with a backup quarterback. And then their only, like, decent win after that was... It could have been Clemson again <laughs> yesterday. They play in the ACC. How does, how does that not take into effect? Like, Texas A&M, okay, they play in the toughest conference... Yep. In college football. Their only loss is to the best team in the country. By far the best team in the country. Right. So, I don't, I, I just don't understand. Is Butch Jones still coaching at Alabama during all this? Or whatever he does? Analyst? I don't know. Was he on the sidelines last night? I hope not. I thought I saw a picture of him. Really? I don't think... Dude, like, is anybody listening right now? No. There's no way. You gotta... 
if you get a head coach for being an intern, you, you have to. You have to Jonesboro, go, boy. You have to go. But I swear, I saw a picture of Butch Jones on the sidelines. Oh my gosh! I could be wrong. I probably am. I just that's why I'm asking. Though. It's I'm definitely going to be Alabama and Clemson, though. Yeah, the, I think so. I think so, dude. How okay? How did let, let's kind of move on from that a little? North bit. Carolina was the other. Chris said it was their other top twenty-five win. Yeah, but I think everyone knows. Like North Carolina was just kind of an offensive. That's about it to them. They yeah. they had some offensive firepower. Yeah, that's about all they had. The, uh, middle of the pack in the ACC. Maybe. And they're probably the third best team in the ACC. Yeah, they are the third best team in the ACC. <laughs> Someone said hundred percent Butch was there. Oh man, and I know it's probably hard to talk crap right now because same thing happened with Jeremy Pruitt. But golly, at least Jeremy Pruitt was a defensive coordinator. Ugh, Butch is such a loser. He's just a loser. And I don't mean like, hi, he's a loser. I mean, he loses at everything <laughs> he, he does. He does. He's a loser. That's oh. so bad, dude. Dude, you're a head coach. Go. And you're, like, you're not important to the game plan. I don't even understand how he's allowed to be on the sidelines. I guess analysts are always on the sidelines, and I just don't notice because typically they don't get ESPN camera time, but Jimmy Cheek's working that camera for him. I don't. It's nuts. Yeah. Okay, the college ball play is bullcrap. I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. I, I would like to see A&M, because I think A&M's a really good football team. Mm-hmm. I, I, think th- I think they're better. They are a better team than Notre Dame. They would beat Notre Dame. I agree. Well, you know, yeah. Did, did Notre Dame get the nod over A&M because the committee's already seen A&M in Alabama? Probably. I guess at least that's... Kind of fair. Like, I guess you could justify A&M not being there because you're like, you've already lost to the number one team. Like, you've gotten your chance. But do we really want a third matchup between Notre Dame and Clemson? I don't. I mean, it's not going to happen, but potentially it could. No, I agree. Someone said, go back to the Najee run and watch him on the sideline. It was disgusting. Dude, he's he's a loser. Which Jones is a loser. I'll punch him right in the nose. (laughs) There's two people I'll punch in the face I ever saw in person, Butch Jones and Skip Bayless. 100%. 100%. Dude, if I'm Catholic high school, I would have never put his name on. <laughs> I don't care how much money you gave me. They the University of Tennessee off. gifted us this money, not they probably you. probably took it off now. I don't know, dude. I doubt it. It's been up there for Hopefully two years now. Hopefully, just like, dude, no. <laughs> I'm paying. Get that crap off. Uh, Chris said his beef with the college ball playoff was not A&M. It's Cincy outside the top six. Honestly, haven't looked at it. Have you? Had the, the rankings over the top oh, four? Cincinnati six? No, out of the top six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. There's, I think there's seven. I don't. I don't think it changed. What do you think about Nick Saban saying that he wouldn't have put Ohio State in? I agree with him, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. Right. And from what what I watched yesterday from them, Texas A and M could beat them too. Yeah, probably. Dude, just Florida could beat them. That was a really good game. Either I, Florida Florida is a shoe away. Yeah. From probably being a Prob- well, and, and they lost to Texas A and M, but I don't. I, I'm not positive. If you play but Alabama Pitts, that close. Kyle Pitts did not play all those games this season. If he does, they're probably undefeated going into, going into SEC it. If they play Alabama that close last night, do they get the nod over Notre Dame? If what? There's no way. Eight and three. There's no way. No. There's no. no. You couldn't justify that. Wait, if they did win? No, no, no. It's just, it's just they played. So they beat A&M or beat LSU. Uh-huh. One or the other. So they're eight. They would have been eight and two today. Played Alabama that close. 
Do they get the nod? I don't think so. I think the no, committee goes, you probably, lost your playoff. They to, probably would have to. Which would be fine. That's fine with me saying that. Um, Yeah. Just like if Notre Dame would have beat Clemson yesterday, they would have been out. Or should yeah. have been. Should have been. Should have. Dude, just – here's the thing. You can't get it right with four. You probably – I don't know if you could get it right with eight, but, dude, you're, the, college, the college ball playoffs is still suck just as much as the BCS. Yeah. Like, you haven't made it better. Yeah, just – it's it's usually the two best teams, pretty much. Yeah, you haven't made Except it. for that one year where Ohio State won it. You, I think yeah. they were the number four seed at that point. You haven't made it better. So why – I don't know. But yeah, whatever. it's going to be Clemson, Alabama pretty much every year. <laughs> oh, God. At least Clemson doesn't look like – Now, one year it, it's not – it's LSU. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just mean, I don't think – there's been – it's typically been the two best. like, Or it's been at least the best team that's won it, if not the two best teams in the final. Mm. I, I just don't understand, like – if you're comparing, you're like, okay, are we going to put two SEC teams in or two ACC teams in? How do you – what makes you think, yeah, probably the two ACC teams are the best – are in the best top four? I just don't – I don't understand that. I'll never I, yeah. understand it. And when the the SEC continu, continues to win pretty much year in and year out. And I think losses matter. And I don't think earlier losses should – way less than late losses. But I think Texas A&M has just one loss so that matches Notre Dame's one loss. And then you go off a test and A&M just looks better. Yeah, the way that they yep. lost. I mean, it, it was, what, 52-24 or something, or 56-24 is what they lost to uh, yeah. Alabama. But, I mean, Notre Dame didn't even look competitive against Clemson. No, not at all. Not at all. All right, let's let's do a little uh, recap here. Get your champs, top five, power five, two best power five. So get your. That's what Chris said because I believe eight team would be best. I, I I believe eight team would be best. Get your power five winners. Mm-hmm. Get your, I think get your best of group five. And then, um, what would that be? Two at large, and then two at large bids. The thing is, is there's always going to be that team that's left out, and I understand that. And I think group of five should have to be like a top ten ranked team. If it's out of that, then you just go out large. They got to be undefeated. Yeah, I think if it's and have some decent. I also think the group of five and power five should play for their own national championship. The group of five is useless. Like, just let them play for their own national. You have a division two. You have a division one FCS. Just let them play for their own. Do it the same. Do it the same way. Do a power. Do a four team, eight team playoff. Whatever. Yeah. Like, what's the like? Why? Why not? Yeah, it showed this year, like... You would tune in for a four-team group of five playoff. You would watch UCF, Cincinnati, Coastal, 100%. and Liberty play. So you think do four and four? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Or you could do four and eight. Do your power five winners and then do your, you know, three at-large bids. Or you could it, do But you're six. always going to get that, the the one team who wins it, you're going to be like, oh, they could have been in the Power 5 one, too. Well, then join a Power 5 conference. Get invited to a Power 5 conference. That's true. I agree. But, and then, but, yeah, I think. Yeah, I I do like the 4 and 4. So, I just don't don't understand. You've, over and over, you've admitted, because there have been some good group of 5 teams that, while you know they would get beat, you're sitting here going, 
They're undefeated. They've beaten some good teams. They should have a chance, but they're never given a chance. So it's like, just give them a chance to win it, just like you give Division Two and Division One FCS. Give them a chance to win something. Yeah, they're, they're, they're you're never going to be – I mean, it's proven with UCF. It's proven with uh, Cincinnati Coastal this year. You're never going to get in the top four. No, they're always playing either meaningless games – or spoiler games. They're never going to get a chance to play a game that matters. Yeah, your, your strength For of schedule is just never going to be up to what the Power 5 is. So it's just be separate them. Yep. Just separate them. They can still play each other. You play FCS teams all the time. Just separate them. It's dumb. Yep. It is I dumb. Agree. Cause I agree. I would, because I would love to see those like you know national championship teams in, in, in those guys. Yep. I mean, it'd be fun. But, all right. College football roundup, guys. I'm so so sorry about the locks this week. We'll get we'll we'll get better. I apologize. We just got wrecked. I'm I'm sorry. Oregon <laughs> beat USC 31-24 to win the Pac-12. Did we mention this? How neither team won, or it went different team for the North South, and then yeah, we did we did we talked about it on our keys of the game yesterday. So they play Friday night. Is it? Yeah, they play Friday night. Okay. Uh, Texas A&M obviously beat Tennessee. Should have been the college football playoff. Tennessee didn't get to play. Spoiler, kind of did, I guess. 34-13. Alabama and Florida in the SEC championship ended up being a really, really good game. Barn burner, uh, thought baby. for a minute it wouldn't, but 52-46. to 46, Florida had a phenomenal second half. They did? Phenomenal second half. Number three, Clemson, 34-10 to 10 over number, number two, Notre Dame. Northwestern almost, almost just made the Big Ten look stupid. I was rooting for Northwestern, man. Oh, sir. 22-10, lost Ohio State. Number, 20, number 10, Oklahoma, 27, Iowa State. 21. What would you think about Matt Campbell losing his mind, though? Did that make you... You're like, what the crap? Yeah. <laughs> Was he right? Probably. So, I agree with the rule where, like, you know, you usually got to see somebody get touched or an offensive lineman move or an offensive player move. You had, what, three guys jump off sides, though, in that? And did any of them... I thought once you come... If you're a defensive lineman, if you come in the neutral zone, that's almost always going to get flagged, No. Yeah, like if my thing is like if if you jump, if you if you like, it's just like a sudden move and get back in time. But if you're jumping across the line and then jumping back, dude, that's a fly. And you just got lucky; you got in a gap. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the tight end would normally get flagged. Did you see him? Would normally get flagged for a false start. So it did make the tight end move. Yeah. So why I don't know. I he had a reason. That happened in the Tennessee game. They jumped complete like two feet across the line and jumped back, and our offensive line didn't move, and we didn't snap it. But dude, that's a flag. Yeah. I mean, I there's not a there's just not a consistent. I guess it's a it can be determined a judgment call. Because it's not always – it doesn't always take an offensive line moving for that flag to get thrown. No, it doesn't. It doesn't always take the snap for that flag to get thrown. Because usually – like, if you don't snap it, there's that, like, move like, hey, are you going to call that? Yeah. Like, he just literally almost touched me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's – uh, but, yeah, he did look a little insane. Uh, number nine, Cincinnati gets a win over number 23, Tulsa, 27-24 to 24 in the American Athletic Conference Championship game. San Jose State, number 24, San Jose State, 34, Boise State, 20. I'm sorry, guys. Those locks got eight up. I yeah, do apologize. Boise State killed me. They've been able to score this year. I guess that snow game in Wyoming slowed them down last week. Mississippi State, 51, Missouri, 32. What yeah. the F? 
Yeah, Missouri messed me up too. Oh, and then L. What do you think about LSU? Two weeks in a row getting the win over Kiffin. LSU fifty three, Ole Miss forty eight. Barn burner, baby. Good lord, dude. What is going on? Just offense. I'm just. I got killed in picks this week. I got killed in betting. Absolutely killed. Yep. Rough week in betting. Yes. Rough weekend, I guess. I had a good day today. Good. I didn't bet any NFL. <laughs> so, I did do a you one of grits. Any more losses? You're just done. Yeah, I did do one of grits touchdown parlays, but it lost yesterday when Stephon Diggs didn't score. So, nice. yep. Most yep. important. Most important. Let's do it. Let's get it. Oh no. Okay. Um, what you got? Uh, I thought I had one. What is this? Oh, we did forget to mention JG entered the transfer portal. JG did enter the transfer portal. You surprised? Nope. I'm not either. I think I think he's leaving. Where do you think he goes? Do you think he ends up with with old Butch Jonesboro? I, d- I can't. There, there's no way they had a good relationship after 17. There's no way. My first one, Shiner High Schools, Doug, Doug Brooks. He had a day. Did you see this in this Texas State Championship? I game? know Doug Brooks. You know Doug Brooks. Well, D. Doug Brooks? He was on Friday Night Tykes. Not, wow, I didn't know that show was that old. Yeah. Um, so he blocked a punt, recovered in the end zone. He then carried a teammate onto the – well, that was last. Carried a teammate onto the field for the final snap, had broken foot, broken ankle, something like that, cat in a cast, brought him out for the final snap. And then he stripped the QB um, and would have ran it back for a fumble six and handed it to a teammate to score. So just selfless, man. Just share. He was just sharing the sharing the love in the state championship game. Yeah, in uh, Friday Night Talks, they called him Big Daddy. Big Daddy because he was <laughs> huge and he ran the football. He is a big dude. He's a guy that like they had to take all every bit of clothing pretty much off of him to weigh in, so he didn't get the green eggs on his helmet. Because he was huge. Yeah, no, Friday that's a big Night dude, Talks, and he's still huge. I mean, where's number one? And it's a small number one. <laughs> <laughs> I love big guys with single digits. Yeah, I love it. Um, Trey Smith. Love him. Just his career is the most important for me. Yep. Hate to see him go, but I, I'm excited to see where his career um, kind of plays out in the NFL. Yeah. Any team's going to be lucky to get him. Yep. Any absolutely. team. Great locker room um, guy. Great. Just a guy to – to be around a great leader. Yeah. Um, has been a great ambassador for Tennessee. Absolutely. My last one, or my last most important, General Booty. Mm. General Booty. Great name. Quarterback at Allen High School. I don't know where he signed with. Thought I had, the, had it. I can look it up real quick. Um, but he did sign to play college football, so you're going to get some more General Booty in the future. Not just General Booty in high school. Great okay. name. That's a five-star name. Don't know... I don't know what his final rating was, but that name should have helped him get to. I don't think he's he's a two star. Two star. Who did he sign with? Liberty. So he signed with? No. It I don't think say. he signed yet. Okay, I thought he signed on early signing day. They had his name all over the board. Oh, I didn't realize he was from California. Okay. Are he, Allen, Texas? Isn't that where Kyler Murray went? He played at San Juan Capistrano as a junior, and looks like he played Allen his senior year. General Booty, love it. My next one is, or actually, this is a fail. Okay. The Jets won. Why did you win? Because now if they the don't. Jaguars and them lose out, the Jaguars gets the number one pick. 
I haven't seen the Jaguars schedule, but I'm going to guess they will not. Yeah, they got blown out today by the Ravens. So, yeah, the Jets. I mean, I guess you try to win every game, but man, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence kind of gifted to you, and now it's like, why yeah, did, why did we do that? <laughs> it was so dumb. It was a meaningless game. It didn't. It just ruined it. Um, I do have one more most important. I apologize. I have one more. Uh, this one is from Cody Lowe. I believe he's the girls head coach at Cosby High School Basketball. Uh, in an interview with the Newport Plain Talk, he said, we're seven points away from being undefeated. With two losses to a pair of, of Class 3A schools, Lowe said. That's something Butch Jones would probably say, but it's true, and I don't think we've played our best ball yet. We're not close to our ceiling and have a long way to go, but I'm proud of our girls' effort and their resolve. <laughs> Dang, I love it. Talking about that, those Cosby Eagles and throwing throwing a little shade towards Butch Jones. I think Cosby had a pretty big run to the state tournament last year, if I remember correctly. So I got one more fail. Love the shade. Okay, I've got I've got two fails. One of them's actually involving Butch Jones. Okay, nice. You just loving Butch Jones? Oh, big big Butch Jones guy. Big guy. (laughs) Big five star hearts guy. Um, The Patriots have been eliminated from the playoffs. Golly, eleven year streak has ended. I really thought. With Cam Newton, they would at least be able to be competitive. Yeah. I guess they've been competitive, but not enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, didn't happen. Um, I've got Clay Keaton. I think he was an offensive lineman at UT. Um, This really goes on Butch Jones, though, but I'm going to read his quote because a lot of people were hating it. Uh, Man, if you're hating on this man for getting a little emotional when thanking the people who helped him bounce back, then you're sorry as hell. Best wishes and good luck, Butch Butch Jones. You saw the video of his press conference, right? Almost crying. Yes, yes. Good for him getting another job. But, come on. we got to look at the situation for what it is. He's two months away from losing his buyout check, and all of a sudden he gets another job. You don't think this has come open in the last two years? Oh, yeah. At a, at a, he didn't get a job at a Power 5 school, guys. He wasn't holding out. No. He went from being an analyst. like he went, It's not like he was even on staff at all. If he's a wide receiver coach at Alabama, whatever. But he wasn't even on staff. Nope. He didn't bounce back. It's stupid. You got any more? Yeah, I, I do. Um, just the Atlanta Falcons just blowing <laughs> another lead to uh, Tom Brady. Up 17 nothing at the half and lose that one, I think, 31-24. Oh, good. Good for them. Yeah. Just doing what they do. Absolutely. Uh, my next one, man, poor Rod Hicks. Rod Hicks. So, WNML does a week uh, or a contest every week. If you pick the right score, you win an Ford F-150 from Ted Russell Ford, $45,000 Ford F-150. Do you know what Rod Hicks' score um, guess was? What? Texas A&M 34, Tennessee 14. He would have won a truck. Dang it, Toby. (laughs) If not for that stupid upright. (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, that's that's nuts. That is crazy. I'm sure the insurance would have somehow gotten out of it, but it would have been fun to at least save for a day. (laughs) Yep. We'll just pay a buyout. Exactly. <laughs> you got any more? That's all I got. One more. My boy, Fourth and Truth is back. Oh, God. No. Source. And no. I think we had a question about this. No. Sort of. Let's just know. No, 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 no. You need to hear this. I Did, know. I've, I've seen it, and I source. don't have anything to do with Fourth Former Vols. Guys, he's, this guy's being serious. He, he tweets all day at, like, Dave Portnoy. Former Vols QB Jarrett Garantano's father, James, allegedly handed over text messages and other damning evidence to UT compliance officials, which led to computers and other documents being obtained by UT to give to the NCAA for investigation. That man tweeted that. Okay. He's re- he's being serious. Now my list has gone to three people I would punch in the face <laughs> if I ever saw in person. 
I mean, that man is nuts. That he, like, the only reason he deleted it is because James Garantano tweeted back at him. Because he doesn't delete most of his tweets. So you got any, you got any questions? Because I think we had one kind of related to that. And yeah, I didn't want to make fun it of it. Was, it was something about making fake accounts. It was like, why would someone make fake accounts and tweet news out? I think those are funny when they're serious, like obviously fake accounts. Yeah, when there's a guy on Twitter right now, his name is like Mo Lester. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's hilarious. But let's not, like, create a stupid outlet and, and think you're an actual media but presence. that's the difference between that one and Fourth and Truth. That guy's, like, obviously fake. Yeah. And he's, like, ob- he's, tr- he's like trying to get people. This guy's, like, let's just make up some absurd thing to get retweets. Yeah. Or or it's the, it's the link to the article, and it's a picture of some big dude with, that's naked. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fall for it when I said that to you? The I didn't COVID. actually click on it. I brought it up last night. It was like, oh, so did you see where that girl's in a coma? <laughs> that nurse in a coma. And they're like, what? They're like, did you click the link? I was like, no. <laughs> so everybody saw it? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> so I ended up getting a couple people then. That was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good, good. I mean, you kind of got me without getting me. So. I got you. <laughs> and I got other people because I got you. That's awesome. If y'all want me to send you that link, um, <laughs> just DM me. I'll, I'll send it to you. I was like, I don't know why people... I, I was like, I, under, I understand why people would be scared because like, apparently some girl's in a coma because she took the vaccine. <laughs> apparently it's a fake. Yeah, I mean, clearly that was... A- Oh, we're back. Sorry. My computer just froze. That is perfect timing. We've been on here for a while. Still frozen? All right, Landon, I'm going to let you bring the boat in. Hold on a second. Go ahead, whenever you're ready. It might be shaky at the end, but they'll get the point. Okay. Guys, appreciate you tuning in. Go check us out on Volunteer Roadshow. Also, more important issues on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything like that. We're on there. Spotify, uh, Google Play. That's all we got, guys. Basketball season? It's basketball season. And we might have a coaching search, so there's something to talk about, too. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.